Welcome to Chat with Crystal, empowerment coaching and conversations with real women from around the world. I'm your host, Crystal Andrus Morissette, founder of the SWAT Institute. Women are being called right now to help heal this world. And it's time for a radio podcast that shows the how we're going to do just that, empowering one woman at a time. Now let's get to it. Yeah, let's get to it. It is Friday, August 6th, and it is the first Friday of the month. And my name, of course, is Crystal, and I'm so excited to be your coach today uh, to talk about what empowerment feels like, looks like, and um, resonates like. In fact, I have an upcoming webinar, a new one, another one on August 21st. It's on a Saturday morning. Well, Saturday morning for me. Um, so mark your calendars. If you are are you just hearing this, if it's before the 21st, if it's after, the replay will be up. But we're going to be talking about energy, emotions, and empowerment. And how those three things, almost in a sense, can be can be interchanged. Um, we're going to be talking about, uh, we're going to get into to Albert Einstein's E equals MC scared, scared. Yeah. Don't get scared. E equals MC squared. Uh, and it won't be too heady, I promise. And it's not going to be boring. It's going to be like, Oh, you're going to feel so brilliant. So we're going to talk a little bit about energy and matter and how they're perfectly interchangeable. I'm so excited to talk about that because here's the truth. If we were to put any one of us our hand under a microscope, let's just say, just pick your hand under a microscope and zoom down on it with a microscope. You would see, of course, the top layer is cellular. Um, It's organic, of course, (laughs) because we're organic, Uh, organic matter, it's cellular. And so that cellular level has like, do you remember your biology class in like grade nine where you'd learned like is made up of cells and the cell has mitochondria and the cell membrane. All of that is obviously science and legit. So yeah, we are cellular 100%. And that's why it's important to do things to keep you at a cellular level strong. So drink your water, eating healthy foods. The cells are where, you know, where, for example, in the cells of the muscle, we retain glycogen, like there's just, there's all these amazing, interesting things that are happening on a cellular level. But here's where I find it so interesting. If we were to zoom down even deeper on your hand, let's say, for example, and you were to zoom down even deeper, you would see that beyond the cellular level, there is then a deeper level of every human being. And that deeper level is the atomic level. So we are all actually made up of billions of tiny, you can't see them, you can't even see a cell to the naked eye, you certainly can't see an atom, but we're actually made up of these billions of tiny little atoms. And here's the really crazy part when I first learned this, they are essentially empty. So we are actually created of billions of little empty atoms. What are they made of, you might ask? (laughs) Well, they're made up of energy. They're actually a little bundle of vibrating energy. So the truth is, at a cellular level, we have the cells of the skin, the cells of the hair, the cells of the heart, the cells of the muscles, all these different cells. But every one of those cells are then made up of atoms. And the atoms are like a little packet of vibrating energy. So Albert Einstein said E, energy, equals MC squared, matter. So energy and matter are perfectly interchangeable. So when we see us and you see, say you were to see me in person, you go, oh, there's Crystal. But that's to the way our energy processing eyes are able to convert our energy, the energy that makes up Crystal. That's what eyes do. They actually convert energy and we see it in the form of matter. We don't see a bundle of light. We see it in the form of matter. I think human beings, like, it's just so incredible what our eyes do, right? And your ears, when I'm speaking right now, you can't see my voice, but your ears are these energy processing machines that are able to convert 
the sound moving through the airways coming out of your speaker it's just so incredible and then those sound your ears are able to convert the energy moving through the air into my voice into someone singing into the sound of a tree falling in the woods I know I'm going to get really philosophical here. I remember when my husband Aaron, um, we were talking. He said one of the one of the things they talked about in philosophy when he was in university was if a tree falls in the woods and no one's there, does it make a sound? I don't know why I instantly said no because there has to be a receiver ears to hear the sound. So there's no sound, and he said, "Damn." How did you figure that out? I argued with my professor and said, the sound is there regardless of the receiver. I don't know why my brain said, yeah, but there has to be a receiver to receive the sound. Anyways, I'm going off on a tangent here again. So we are these bundles of energy. And when we're walking around and we're getting in the car, imagine if your eyes, and this is what some of us feel, we feel energy. So we might, someone might walk up to us and we feel really good when we're around them. Or they might walk up to us and we feel, wow, there's something really heavy here. We use the word dark, but I want to be really clear. It's not about being, being like the colors of skin, dark or light. It's about the frequency that that person is vibing at. That's when we say, you know, back in the 70s or the 60s, they'd be like, you know, talking about your vibe, like... That's what we were talking about, the vibration. I don't think we even realized it back then. So here is how energy and emotions and empowerment are perfectly interchangeable. So every emotion resonates at a different energy field. It doesn't make emotions bad or good. It doesn't make them negative or positive. It's just a different vibration. And you can't fake it. Like you can't put on bright red lipstick perfume and get buy yourself a brand new BMW and then be like, see, I have really high vibing energy. You can't, you can't change energy by exterior things. It's how you feel inside. It's how you feel deep inside. So if you're viewing a problem, and again, doesn't mean it's wrong that you're viewing that problem because listen, if somebody you love dies, you're going to be in grieving. But grief resonates at a slower vibration, a slower energy than say when you're really happy and you're laughing, that vibrates really fast. It's really high. It feels lighter. So let's imagine that when we're having a problem, we feel a certain emotion and then we create a different energy within us as we're viewing that emotion. And I do think it was even Albert Einstein that said, you can't solve a problem from the same energy that created it. So let's say you're resonating in sadness and you're trying to solve a problem. You would have to shift your energy to a higher perspective to be able to look at that same problem through different lenses. Now, what do we teach at the SWAT Institute when it comes to empowerment coaching? We teach that you have to meet your client where they're at. You can't fake it. So if something has happened and someone is feeling ashamed or guilty or apathetic or sad or afraid, whatever it might be, we have to meet that person right where they're at. And there's no judgment in that because we have the full range of energy and emotions within every single human being. That's what emotions are for. So I always say feelings aren't facts. But feelings do tell you where you're resonating and how you're viewing this, this challenge or this person or this situation. So what I'd love to do today is some coaching with someone. Uh, if you're on the line right now in the private conference line, all you have to do is press star two on your keypad, whether it's on your phone or it's on your, your, your web uh, calling in through, through, the, um, through our conference line. Press star two and it'll put you in the queue and I'll be able to do some coaching with you. And honest to goodness, there's not many things that I'm better at, <laughs> if I can be honest. There's a laugh of truth. There's not many things that I'm better at that come so effortlessly to me, so naturally to me, um, than this framework that I've created around empowerment coaching. And, you know, I see a lot of people these days saying they're an empowerment coach. And I, I actually think, well, wait, do I know their name? Are they part of my school? Because 
I coined empowerment coaching 15 years ago. It is me. I swear to God, it's true. I'm the creator and the founder of empowerment coaching. And it is a process. It's literally like we, you're listening not just for what someone is saying. You're listening to what they're not saying. And believe me, if I'm going to do some coaching with you today, don't analyze yourself or try to do psychology on yourself or just be where you're at and say what you feel and let's talk it through because then I can also pick up on your energy I can feel the energy and I can go oh I I can feel you I'm with you I got you so we're through a series of questions processes interventions we're able to shift someone energetically one emotion at a time until we can get them to a point that they can look at this same dilemma through different lenses. And that's why we need each other. That's why we need each other. Whether it's therapy, whether it's empowerment coaching, when we're in a dilemma. Because if we could figure it out on our own, we would. Now, I will tell you this. Since doing empowerment coaching for the past 15 plus years, probably in truth 25 years, because back when I was doing training and nutrition, I was still feeling energy. I was still picking up where someone's at energetically. And interestingly, when I was a personal trainer or when I was helping someone lose weight, whether we were looking at their diet, I always realized even way back then, wait, this person isn't in the right frame of mind. They're not, they're not emotionally in the right place to be able to take this on and create the success I so know they want. So I knew that there was emotional stuff that we had to first deal with to get them into a place where they were willing they were willing and willingness is an emotion too believe it or not we often think of where there's a will there's a way and that you have to have willpower and that if you have enough willpower you can make something happen and some of us don't have willpower but willpower is a, the emotion of willingness and there we have as much of that emotion as we do access to anger or to love or to joy, it's not finite. So if you're not able to accomplish something, I would always say, well, that's okay. Like, let's meet you where you're at right now, how you're feeling about this thing you want to accomplish, how you're talking to yourself about this thing you want to accomplish. Because if you're resonating in a really low place and you don't even believe that it's possible, we need to first tackle that and then we get into strategy so one of the things I teach my empowerment coaches when we begin coaching someone is we always start with emotion or energy first and then we get into strategies so I would love to do some coaching today I see a new hand that's gone up and I'm not sure who I'm chatting with uh, there's two of you today so hang on the line but I am going to go to whoever it is I don't think I've seen this name before so I'm going to do a mute uh, on this line. I, I think this person is calling from Florida, but you know, with phones, we never know. All you have to do is say hello. Hello. Hello, it's you. How are you? Oh, hi. Hi, Crystal. Can you hear me? I can hear you. What's your first name? Uh, this is Elka. Elka. How are you? Uh I can be a little better. Yeah, that's okay. Let's take a nice, big, deep breath together, both of us. We're going to get out of our busy brains, and we're going to let ourselves just come down into our body. So feel yourself. Take a big breath. And as you exhale, yeah, just feel yourself kind of dropping down, 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 out of your head, into your breath, into your body. Let your shoulders relax down from your ears. Elka, I know your name, and I feel like I know your voice. So have we talked before? I talked to you, um, I think a few months ago, I had a little um, issue with a family member that um, I'm so sensitive and everything, and her texts were kind of mean, and I was trying to figure out what to do about Okay, was it your daughter-in-law, or your stepdaughter? I think it was, uh, yeah, one okay. of my family members, so oh, okay, okay. we're all good, and I really appreciate your coaching at that time to keep saying you know to kind of uh keep saying those words i mean or cruel like this person or whatever so i can neutralize this yeah so you got it, it i worked, remember it it worked 
Yeah, I'm glad to get in because I couldn't get in on my computer. It keeps saying bad request, bad request. So I went to some older classes of yours. So that's how I found this phone number. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad you were able to get in. We had something wonky happening with our emails today. So I'm so glad you were persistent and you, you got I through. I am always <laughs> So tell me what's going on for you today and how can I support you? I've been kind of a bit frustrated because um, you probably know that syndrome, things not happening. Um, we moved from Michigan and I've been trying to establish my healing businesses here in Florida and it, for some reason it has been so challenging and of course the COVID didn't help and one of those people that I go to the health expos and I chat with people I meet, uh, I see them, I hug them, I share my essential oils with them and what I do and, and I do mini sessions with them and COVID kind of took that away. So honestly, I've been a bit challenged with this social media and Facebook stuff. Um, and uh, I'm just doing my best to find more clients in that and um, exploring things. Um, it just has been a bit frustrating. So tell me what it is. Tell me what you do. I didn't quite. Ca I heard you talking about oils and doing mini sessions, and you go to health I conferences. I do uh, mostly emotional healing with the essential oils, like releasing uh, emotional patterns with the oils. Um, tell, tell me that again. Say it a little bit slower. What is the actual name of the process or healing modality you do? Emotional. Emotional release with essential oils. Great. Emotional release. Okay. I just wanted everyone to yeah, hear that. Okay. Emotional release with uh -huh. essential oils. Okay. Great. So let me ask you a couple questions because what I'm hearing, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, um, is that you moved, I think you said from Michigan to Florida. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. So you moved from mm -hmm. Michigan to Florida. Um, you're feeling frustrated. Um, because you aren't getting the business that you were hoping to get and build. And COVID has taken a lot of that away because we're not doing, you know, and I, I know Florida is actually different than let's say here where I am in Ontario, where we've literally been in a home, stay at home order up until about last month for about a year and a half. Like we've just come in and out of stay at home orders. And when you do go out, you have to wear a mask. And so even healthcare professionals have to wear a mask and that wow that would be kind of challenging if you're doing essential oils and you're trying to get them to you know choose a certain scent that like so I get it yeah. it's been it's been hard. Do it on Zoom because they gotta smell that's the right <laughs> exactly so I'm thinking about even like the spas like I used to go to a spa where before the facial she would put three or four different oils under my nose and let me choose the one that felt right for me that day and then she would infuse that oil into the the skincare that she was going to be putting on my skin and so all of that couldn't do it haven't been able to do it for a year and a half so so I'm hearing you that the healing modality that you offer has to be in person yeah okay but I hear the way you just said that yeah <laughs> so what I've been doing is in the last few months I took one class we were in a family kind of a week away to Michigan and see kids and grandkids. And then I was able to teach one of my classes there. I just got away for a day and uh, taught one of my classes there. And now I'm planning another one because Michigan seems to, for 20-some years there, I know my people and I have lots of people there. So I have to go back there. <laughs> Because nothing is happening too much where I am. Okay, so uh, I'm gonna just I'm gonna jet in again. So what I'm also hearing you say is I was in Michigan for 20 years and I've developed, um, I developed a clientele, I developed a network, I have a community. So moving to a new state during a pandemic and trying to find people that want to be in person with me when I don't know anybody, it's not working. But that just makes perfect sense. I wouldn't take any of that personally. It's, it's, it's just a really, it's a really challenging time for a lot of people, especially people that are in healthcare uh, and healthcare modalities, any type of alternative complementary treatments, because we're, you know, we're still going out for dinners, but we're not necessarily getting that emotional release with essential oils when I have to meet someone in person and I don't know if you're following all those protocols. And so I just want you to just let up on yourself a little bit right out of the gate because um, 
you don't have the community in Florida and you haven't had the ability to build that community for at least a year or a year and a half. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. there just, you gotta like, this is illegitimate guilt that you're feeling you're, this is illegitimate being hard on yourself and mean to yourself and questioning yourself. It's illegitimate. And the reason I say that is because there's nothing you could do. It wouldn't matter if you were, it wouldn't matter. Like the biggest musicians in the world couldn't do their concerts. The, like the most popular people in the world that were doing things in person had to stop. So you didn't even have the community. So don't be mean to yourself about mm -hmm. that. That's all I want to say around that. What else, what else can I support you with? Where do you want to, uh, what are you feeling? Is it all uh, around business? Well, if you might have some kind of guidance dealing with so many, uh, maybe different groups and things, I've been exploring uh, either nonprofits with uh, where they have teaching or support for women yeah. uh, that were abused and yeah. uh, you know, and that where I could teach my classes there and get paid. Uh, not just like a volunteering, but I know even nonprofits, but still. Uh, so I they wonder what, yeah, I wonder yeah. what they have uh, in terms of your government. I'm mean, every country is different, um, but there is a lot of grants, and as I say it, I haven't reached out to find one for myself yet. But there are a lot of, especially right now. You know, there was the world. Uh, what was it? Was it the World Health? organization that was in Paris um, a couple of weeks or a month or two back. And like, for example, Prime Minister Trudeau, our, our prime minister here in Canada, he pledged, I think it was $180 million towards programs for women, um, for empowering women. So I just know if we all, if we, I say it to myself and I'm saying to everyone on the line right now, if we put a little bit more energy into looking at what's going on on, for example, in Canada, provincial level, in, in the United States, on a state level, on a federal level, I think you could do a little investigating to see what's out there to support female entrepreneurs because there, there is there is support out there. I, I say it literally because I, I look it up and then I go, I got to remember to do something with that. And I haven't done it yet myself. But so that's one thing to think about. The other thing, Elka, is um, have a really honest look at your website right now and see if your website is designed in a way that is really setting you, you up for success. Is there, is there, a, is it like, this is what I do for you? Like you have to make sure that it's not all about Elka, like it has to be, this is what I do for women. This is what I would love to do for you. Like look at your website and see if there's enough about you, not I or we, instead of like, I, I do this, I do that. And I, and I, and I don't know that I just, I just muted my line and I don't know if that's something that you have right now, but you know, a website is, it's almost crazy because anyone can create a website and can call themselves anything and can say they're the best at anything in the entire world but you can. And, and it's up to, and one of the books I'm reading right now called um, Marketing Rebellion, and I don't, it's downstairs, I don't have it in front of me right now. But one of the things that is so profound that came through this book around marketing, which is what you're talking about, how do I market myself? How do I get myself out there? How do I, I think I, I muted Elka, not me. I think you're still there. Yeah, you're still there, Elka. Um, how do I get myself out there? Yeah, it's called Marketing Rebellion. It's a book. It's got a black, it's a black cover with red kind of peace sign fingers. There's three sets of fingers. Yeah, grab that book. But one of the things that was really, that I couldn't, uh, it was so profound and I'm only maybe three or four chapters in, but he was talking about how all marketing, there's been a major rebellion when it comes to marketing. And it's that people people have we've almost got ourselves set up where we don't see ads anymore we if we're watching television we can pvr it and blast through commercials we're going to netflix now which have no commercials we're listening to itunes which have no commercials we're getting away from things where we have to listen to commercials and so that traditional marketing where 
big companies, and I'm talking companies like McDonald's and Johnson and Johnson and major companies used to spend like a billion dollars a year in marketing. And they're all realizing now there's a whole new way and it's customers are driving, are teaching us what they want. And he tells a story and I just want to share this really quickly with you. He tells a story that he's, he's back home in Knoxville, Tennessee, and he's visiting with a young couple. I don't know who they are to him. Anyways, he says he goes into the bathroom and he goes to wash his hands and there's this really interesting bar of soap and it's like, I don't know, oatmeal and ginger or some kind of something. And he can tell that it's been handmade. He And so he comes out and he says to this young couple who are, he says, are clearly on a fixed budget. Um, they don't have a lot of money to be wasting. He says, what made you buy? Can you tell me a little bit about that soap in your bathroom? Like he's, he's just fascinated. Like what made you buy? Can you tell me how much that soap cost? I don't know. It was $9 or $12 or whatever. And he says, now, what would make you buy that expensive soap versus, say, Ivory or Dial or Dove that spends <laughs> yeah. millions and millions of dollars on advertising? And she said, he, and she said, well, it's not so much that I love the soap. It's that I love the hands that made it. And apparently yeah. it's a com little community uh, store. Mm -hmm. And she, she went in once and she got to know the woman that owns the store and the woman makes her own soap by herself. And she's like, I love that woman. I love the owners of that store. So I, I will spend the extra money to support mm -hmm. my community that will support mm -hmm. a local. So people are now, they're getting really, we're getting, we are, we are wanting to buy things when we like the hands that made it. So the reason that you can go back to Michigan and still make money is that those people love your hands. They love you. They want to come and get an emotional release session with your oils because it's your hands that are doing it, that are holding it, that are. So I think one of the things we have to realize is that community is really important. Um, I I have to recognize even with myself that yeah, you're down in Florida and calling in, but there's a reason that you that you're choosing me to call in because you like me. Let's be honest. There's something that I we talked a few months ago. There must have been something in my voice that was warm. Of you. Right? My story is similar to yours. It's not even funny. Yeah, so you connect I with me. You connect with me, me personally. And so that's what makes yeah. you want to take one of my courses or buy one of my books or call in for coaching. So if each yeah. one of us think that way, that Elko, why people are going to want to do emotional release with oils is they will want you. So we have to realize that we are, we have to create our websites and our quote unquote marketing materials now in a way that is different than even 10 years ago where we wanted to look big. We wanted to look really important. We wanted to seem like we were bigger than we were. We wanted to say we're in 45 countries. We want to say we're, and we wanted to write things like all third person. Crystal is this world-class, you know, now what people are wanting to is tell me who Elka is. Tell me who Elka is. Help me to, fall in love with Alka because when I fall in love with Alka, I'm going to want to get my services done with her versus doing some type of other healing modality with someone else. So make sure that your website and when you are going into these different events, that you're really letting your own humanity, your own story, um, what you've been through, why you chose this, why this works, why you love this. You're not guaranteeing perfection. You're not guaranteeing that they're going to be healed and whole in one session. But you're offering your hands. You're offering your energy. You're offering your time. And that is a big part of marketing these days. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, just thank remember you. that, that there, people are investing in you. And so if you don't have a community right now in Florida... They don't I be built 
<laughs> yeah, you're going to build one though, because life is getting back to normal. We are getting back to normal. So one of the things you said is, what about if I could team up with like women's shelter or, well, that is something to think about. But what about also going into some of the health and wellness stores, health food stores, um, healing, any place that's got like a, you know, massage therapy, an osteopath, yeah. a chiropractor. Well, it's because of COVID. But if you could go in and let them fall in love with you first and foremost, could I give you the owner a treatment at no charge? Could I, Mm -hmm. I would like to offer my services to you, the receptionist, the osteopath. Could I do a session with you? Pamper them and the overwork. I could pamper them and And pamper them them and then say if there's no strings attached but if you like the service if you felt that it would be something that would be really healing and nurturing for your clientele then I would love to be able to talk about how we could work together but just remember I can feel your voice I can feel how loving you are I can feel that I can and I can feel how sensitive you are and I can feel how kind you are and I can feel I can feel all those things so you can't feel that if they can't see you or hear you so, okay. so to right going and yeah that's why to... that's why social media sometimes I feel like social media is it's a it's a brilliant marketing platform but again I haven't even been using it properly I've been putting up memes every day somebody else wrote it it's something so I realized that I have to have the courage to do more videos and more, like even this, this isn't a private conference line. You have to have already gotten to my website. Then you have to put in your name. Then you have to get the, then you feel, then we're all safe. And I have this safe little place because I think I have been afraid too to put myself out there to haters, to mean people. I want, I don't, I don't want to be on a line where some, mean person on I they, I say star two and then someone comes on and goes yeah you're just uh so I think I've also been playing it small and safe in many ways um so I think it's for all of us is realizing that we have to put ourselves out there and we have to show up in person or using our voices yep. or doing videos so that people maybe you do a, one of your treatments and you videotape it and then you put it on social media and you have to not worry about how do I look and is did my yeah, my, my stomach was, look fat? I so I was the shyest person in high school. I was told, but I have been showing up on in my Facebook group and all that. Um, I I'm just doing Zoom and more in person, as you said, because when you talk on Facebook with some help, they take your video away if you say one or two words that they don't like and they take it down. Yeah, I know, so I, I, I know. But you know what you learn? Listen, Alka, you start to learn the rules. That's what I've learned. Like, yeah. I can't put up something that says I'm healing or I'm I'm dealing with um, yeah. helping people with trauma. Down, yeah. You can't swear. You can't say shit. You can't say I, and I do all that when I'm on a podcast. All of those things, it's like, oh, vulgarities, oh, racism, oh, that's, uh, you're trying to be, like, there's so many things that they're not even listening to the context of the call, or I've put in that I was sexually assaulted, or I've been raped, boom, that video comes down. So I'm starting to learn the rules so that I can still get something up and keep it on. Just yesterday... We were just trying to promote my empowerment coach certification, and I've hired a team now of of experts that know how to place Facebook ads, how to remarket yeah. it, all of that. So I'm paying that extra money every month to have them do it, and they did mm-hmm. it. And every ad they they put up yesterday was taken down. Mm-hmm. So you know, and that's an expert. So. They kept taking, kept saying, this doesn't fit the laws of Facebook. You can't claim yeah. this. You can't yeah. claim that. But we still go at it. We don't stop. We don't let it stop us. We just learn, yeah. oh, you can't say that word. Okay, don't. Just catch yourself. 
and and yeah. just you know you got to use that face social media is an incredible incredible platform if you can learn how to use it the right way i haven't yet still used it the right way you know what really worked for me which i think to myself and mm-hmm. i sometimes say to my daughter madeline who's my operations manager at the swat institute gosh when i was on tv like when i ha- i was on a television show called x weighted i was the nutritionist and coach my god what a huge following i got because of that and then i went off tv so you do start to realize what like if i got a, when i was on serious satellite radio i got a huge following now i'm doing my own little podcast so sometimes you have to think am i better to spend the money to get myself on a bigger network or something bigger or am i happy with the money that i'm well in my little world i make a nice living without a lot of stress if i wanted yeah, to go bigger yeah. I could go bigger. I'd have to spend more money because you have to spend money to make money. You have to spend money on whether it's ads, Facebook ads, or boosting a, a Facebook live, or, you know, you're, they, you have to find ways to get out there to the world. But then on the next breath, you got to make sure that if that you do spend the money on a Facebook ad and you're driving them back to your website, that your website is really working for you and, and you have you've created a website that is so personable and human and they feel your integrity and they feel your warmth and they feel your voice and they feel your, and they feel you. And then they're going to book a session with you. Yeah. So don't be veered off. Yeah. Don't, Don't be afraid. Just know that we live in a world now where we are not, people do not want to be manipulated and told things like this is the, best healing modality in the world because they don't buy into that stuff anymore right people don't they're like oh don't say things like that like we really are the premier coaching and coaching program in the world and we really are number one two or three on google and we've never paid a google ad but i'm starting to rethink even my own marketing and thinking maybe when a woman first comes to my website and sees that i say i am the number one they think oh give me a break (laughs) right so that's just something for all of us to think about that people buy on emotion people buy mm-hmm. on loyalty to a person not a brand people buy mm-hmm. on liking the person that's behind the brand that's what's what we're yeah. really seeing now that it's not just about like for example McDonald's they got really smart and they started doing those polar bears where they had the cute polar bears for McDonald's and like uh, Greg Greco or what Greg whatever that insurance they have that little that little uh you know that little lizard thing the little right like we're realizing we fall in love with these these cute little things the humanity behind it so right now you're in Florida you don't have a community and you got to you got to start building that new community you got to get out there it will happen but have a look at your website and make sure that your website is also making it really easy for them to fall in love with you and give you money. Okay, well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. I love you so much. Oh, thank you, Alka. It's so great hearing your Light voice in the again. World. You're incredible. Oh, I love that. See, I need to share that kind of stuff. I don't share that on Facebook. I don't go, Alka loves me and says I'm incredible. I put up some post about empowerment and people don't realize the warmth of who i am i don't yeah, think there you you do do i, I work with both dancers they're amazing oh thank you for telling me that we all need to hear it thank you alka yeah. i'm gonna open up i'm gonna go to another line thank you so much for calling in today it's always great to hear someone who's been with me before and they come back and then i get to follow up and go how are you doing now and speaking of that i'm gonna unmute Catherine. Catherine, I see that you've raised your hand, and I have a funny feeling this is a Catherine that I know. Is it? Yes, it is. How Hi. are you, Catherine? Are you on speakerphone? Or? I am in, on really old headphones, unfortunately. Okay. That's not a problem at all. No problem. How are you? Talk to me, sister. How are you doing? Um, things have been feeling very heavy recently. Um, so I, I kind of like can't ask Crystal just because I think you would know how it's feels. So I 
now doing all of this emotional work and putting myself first and having to make decisions um you know i know like for example my best friend is upset with me right now because it was her birthday and she planned a camping trip and it turns out that my son's football championship is at the same time so she had get, told me if your son really wants you there then be there and so i decided to choose okay like that's what I want. Like for me, I've never missed a game, and this is a championship. Like this yeah, is I'm a mom. I love that. Yeah, like kids, and they make me happy. And so I chose myself. And before, like I had said, no, no, it's okay because my son had said, oh, it's fine, mom, if you miss it. But at like my core, I knew that I still really would have loved to go. Yeah. But I wanted to be the best friend, knowing she is suffering. Yeah. And so, you know, back into martyr and everything. But then when my son actually did open up, he was like, I, you know, mom, I, I really want you there. You haven't missed games. So I, so then I said, so she's now upset with me. But what I find challenging is I'm learning to communicate my emotions, but the people who are in shame or guilt, which I've realized that I'm surrounded by, I I don't know how to communicate with them. So then I'm seen where they, where then I don't feel like I'm mean. So I know now my trigger is I need to, to, mm-hmm. to work on that. I'm, you know, I'm mean because I hurt her feelings. I have to own okay, that. Okay. So let's, let's just, okay, let's, let's do a trigger work right out of the gate. But then I'm going to tell you that it is hard. It is hard. It is challenging when, and you just said it. We actually, a lot of relationships, and this is where it gets challenging, is that we do attract. So we say we opposites attract, but likes last. I always say that anyways. I don't know if anyone else does, but I'll say opposites attract, but likes last. So in other words, you have to have similar energy to be able to stay in someone's life. And then what starts to happen is if you start shifting higher and you're more empowered and you're not resonating at that same energy, this relationship starts to get challenging because either they need to level up and meet you where you're at, or you have to do something that feels crappy, which is level back down. And you know, you're not being your true self anymore. You're not being your best self. You're not liking how you're feeling. And I've had that friendships where when let's say I just gone through a divorce, my first divorce, and I wasn't, I felt I felt guilty and I felt ashamed and I felt lots of feelings. And then I had a friend that I, I really got close with at the time. And of course she was the friend that would say, let's go out dancing. Let's go out drinking. Let's go out. Well, that was the friend at the time. And then I got into a new relationship and I realized, oh my gosh, we don't match anymore. And now she thinks that I think I'm better than her, but it's like, well, I'm, and then she'd be like, you're, you were just like me and I didn't make you bad. And that's like, oh, this is all way too. And I ended up, I didn't have the tools back then. And maybe I still would have done the same thing, but I ended friendships that I realized like, I, I hate how I feel about myself when I'm around this person. I hate how they talk to me. I hate how I just, I don't like who I am and how I feel when I'm around this person. I'm a, I'm an awesome woman and I get around this person and she talks to me like I'm shitty like her. And so I'm hearing you. I'm not saying that. And when you say best friend, first of all, tell me, because sometimes we just say best friends, but is she like, tell me who she is when you say best friend. We met through our breast cancer group. Okay. So she's not your best. I don't mean to say this, but she's not your best friend. She's your cancer survivor friend. And you both went through something that was really hard. And do you see the bond that where you formed the bond? You were both in a really low, sad, stressful place. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now you're doing all of this work where you're leveling up emotionally. You're working through trauma. You're working through stories. You're dealing with feelings. You're starting to really ask yourself questions like, does this make me feel good? And if I had to choose to be with my son on his championship game, or do I want to go camping? I really want to be with my son. So 
first of all, you, the, a great trigger exercise is for this one, I'd say, I'm a bad friend. 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 I am a bad friend. Friend, friend. I suck. I'm bad. I'm bad. I'm a bad friend. I'm not a good friend. I'm a bad friend. I would say it over and over and like first check in with yourself because if you start saying that and you realize your throat and we all have different body signs, but if your throat starts seizing up and you feel like, I, I am, I'm a good friend. That's not even true. Then you know, this is definitely a story that you've been carrying since kindergarten around friendship. This is a story that you've been carrying since you were a little girl when your friend who broke her leg and you had the fire alarm and you didn't wheel her out and then you got outside and realized you didn't wheel your... So being a really good friend became a, such a high value for you from the time you were five years old. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Everyone right now listening is like, how does Crystal just know that? Because I remember you talking about and for those that don't know Catherine is in one of my courses right now and we've done a chat with Crystal a couple of months ago and I remember one of your posts talking about that I have this trigger I realize around friendships and I just being not being a good friend is a really bad thing to be so I took the part of me that isn't always a good friend and buried her in the basement. That's your narcissist. That's the part of you that's like, I come first. I'm going to do what's best for me. And so you took that part of you that's like, I do what's best for me. And you buried her in your basement, so to speak. You know how we do this work. That's the part of you that's, um, that's your daughter energy. That can be a rebellious teenager. Can be a troublemaker. That um, does what she wants. That can be a bit narcissistic. All of that is like the part of you. Because here's what's really interesting. You actually said... I'm going to do what I'm going to do me. And I actually thought, no, neither one of those are you doing you. Both of those are for someone else. So I either have to choose my son over my friend, but neither one of those is choosing you to be quite honest with you. Both of those are choosing someone else. So I, who do I choose my son or my friend? Well, I'm going to tell you something. This is me. I'm always going to choose my kids first. Okay. That's just me though. Like if it was something I really, like was, I did choose me in a way because the way I feel when I watch him and my husband coach him, I'm at my happiest. Okay. So I want to be there. So now what I have to work out is I'm a bad friend. I'm a bad friend. I told my friend I was going to go on her yeah. camping trip and now I've canceled and, and I feel guilty and I'm either going to continue my friendship in guilt and let her talk shitty to me or, or feel re like resonated a certain way when I'm around her, which makes me feel bad about myself. So I don't want to be around her or I work through my guilt. I work through the part of me that doesn't want to be a bad friend. And I accept that from time to time, we have to let friends down. Mm -hmm. We have to let people down. Like we can't be everything to everybody. And so we have to accept that. So do the, do the trigger. Say it, say it a couple times and see how it feels in your body when you say, I'm a bad friend. I'm a bad friend. I'm not a good friend. I'm not a good friend. I'm a bad friend. Say that. See how it feels. At first, when you were saying it, I was just started crying because I'm like, I can't even say it. But now, hearing what you're saying is, yeah, I'm, I'm a bad friend. I'm a bad friend. <sighs> yeah. Bad friend. Yeah. I'm a bad friend. Let's do it 10 times. I'm a bad friend. 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 Ugh. Keep going. I'm a bad friend. I'm a bad friend. Keep going. I'm a bad friend. Keep going. I'm a bad friend. I'm a bad friend. I can be a bad friend. Yep. I'm a bad friend. I'm a bad friend. Let's keep doing it. Do it together with me. I'm a bad friend. 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 I'm a bad fucking friend. I'm a bad friend. I am a bad friend. I'm a bad friend. I'm a bad friend. Keep going. Ten more times. I'm a bad friend. I'm counting. I'm I'm a bad friend. 
I'm a bad friend. I am 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 a bad friend. One more. A bad friend. Is it starting to move? Is it starting to shift? Yeah. Yeah. Good. You see all those tears at the beginning? See what that is is oh. is and so your job today is to just say that I don't mean do it every day for six months. I mean do it in a yeah. row until finally you go, Oh well, I I have been a bad friend and I can be a bad friend and I'm also a great friend and I'm a human being and you know I, do I still get to have friends even though sometimes I'm a bad friend? Am I still a good person? Can I still be um, yes people I've been a bad friend I have been a bad friend Catherine I have been a bad friend I have friendships that I have severed that I just know that person is devastated but I just think no you got drunk and came on to my husband and then she apologized and said like I'm so sorry I had too much to drink and I'm like okay so I invited you back to another party and you did it again I'm done I blocked you I'm not we've been friends since grade nine we're no longer friends I'm a bad friend. Sorry. I have another friend that lent me money years ago when I needed help with something. And so I, every time we wanted to meet for years and years and years, we would meet for lunch like once a week, or once every couple of weeks. I always picked up the bill. I always paid for everything because she had lent me money years before for something that I, I needed. I was really in a crunch and she lent it to me for like a month and I paid it back to her. And it was a, a substance, like it was maybe $15,000. And so the, she was such a good friend to trust me. And, but for years and years and years, every time we went out and she was shitty and she would drink too much and she would yell at me or she would be too, way too emotional. And finally one day we were in a restaurant and she started yelling at me and I am and I had reached a point in my life where I was like, nobody yells at me. No one yells at me. My husband doesn't yell at me. My children don't yell at me. I don't allow people to yell at me. I'm not going to be disrespected. I put boundaries up with my family members. We're in a restaurant right now and you're raising your voice at me. I just said, just hold on a sec. I just got up. I went and found the waiter and said, I have to run. It was there were three of us, and the two of them were just being idiots and they started kind of getting aggressive towards me and I just got up I paid the bill I slipped out the back door and just said just let them know I had to run but the bill's been paid and then I blocked them and never spoke to them again am I a fucking bad friend or what <laughs> no I was just like I don't need I don't need this in my life I have enough right. going on and in my life the thing is I feel that so like people aren't seeing the real me, the healed part of me, and it's so difficult because I want, I want to put myself first. So hang in there but with I, her because maybe she is a good, else. maybe she is a good friend, and she's so used to the martyr version of you that this is just shocking yeah. for her. Because I know, I'll tell you something. If I went back to that friend now, the one that I walked out, I and I were to. Mm -hmm call her or email her text her and say it's been years and you've been on my mind a lot I'd love to meet for a coffee because I would be like I don't never gonna drink with be around this one when she's drinking but if I wanted to I know without a, a heartbeat she'd be like oh my god I love you I miss you yes so it's not that this friend of yours is a bad friend because she's upset that you're not going on the camping trip, but it's that you have to work through your own stuff so that you can still show up like an empowered woman, which would be, let's say her first name was Betty. Let's just, let's just pretend. Betty, you know how much I love you. We've been through so much together. I would love to make it up to you. I don't know if you've booked everything maybe we could push the camping weekend out for another weekend if you can't change it I promise when you get back I'm going to take you out for a really nice dinner we're going to have an awesome girls night I promise to make it up to you and if she's still like mad at you then you have to say and like just leave it at that don't be like and but if you're mad at me then forget it like just let her sort it out we have to not be codependent we can't we can't fix people's feelings for them people we have to say what we mean say it with love say it with kindness say it, be as reasonable as possible be fair and then people have to do with it what they want to do with it 
And sometimes we need a little space, even the most amazing relationships at times. We have a little falling out, and but I know I don't want to lose you forever, but I know our feelings are hurt and we need a little bit of space. So we take it and then we're going to come back around in a couple of weeks and say, hey, I've missed you. How are you doing? It takes courage to say all those things like, I miss you. I'm sorry. I love you. I don't want to lose you as a friend. I I wanted I want to be there for both you and my son, but the truth is I really want to be there for my son and my husband and my marriage and my family right now. Like I'm I'm in a really big healing um ex- like opportunity. I'm in a huge yeah, healing. I, actually, I used that cuz I remember you saying that with uh when I was watching one of the classes and then she, her response was I don't understand what you're saying and I was like that's the whole point is you're not going to get it because you can't see what did she it. say well she she didn't understand what i was trying to say i was like i'm so here's the truth so Catherine, i'm going to stop you so what that means is what that means is you're not communicating well yet you're you still haven't you still and it's not a put down on you it's for me too it's like mm-hmm. if somebody says i don't understand what you're saying well if i love that person and i care enough i'm going to figure out another way to say this so that she can hear me. Like if my kids don't understand what I'm saying, it's my job to figure out a new way of communicating that to them. Because if I want to truly be an empowered woman, I have to have incredible communication skills. Mm -hmm. So when she says, I don't understand what you're saying, then you could say, what part do you not understand? Well, I'm going through this incredible healing thing and I'm learning how to put myself first. And I don't understand what you're saying, Catherine. Does that mean you don't want to be my friend anymore? I love you. I want to, of course, I love you. I want to be your friend. I can't do both things on the same weekend. It's just physically impossible. And I'm, I really am choosing my family right now. And I'm, I would love to make this up to you. We could go camping another time. Or here's the truth, Catherine. Maybe you don't want to go camping. Maybe you don't, maybe there's nothing in you that feels like going and spending an entire weekend with her camping. And that can be truthful too, to say, the truth is, I don't, I have no desire to go camping and stay in a tent for a weekend, but I'll take you out for dinner. I offered to go for, because it's, again, it's also her birthday, so that's why I said, I can go on the first day, but go back for the game. Well, then if that's then, not good enough, then she's being unreasonable. If you offered to even go camping, but leave a day early, then she's being unreasonable. Right. She feels like I'm doing it on guilt, which is why I'm like, I don't think you, you see me. You're not understanding how much I love you because I will drive three hours to see you for one day and then come back. Then just do that. The- then do that. Just say, I'm going to do what's right for me. So if you, if you will let me, I would love to go and spend a night with you and have fun. And let's shake the shit off our backs and let's have a great night and stay with the rest of your friends for the the other day. And I'm going to head back a day early. What I'm hearing is you have to deal with the fact that you don't feel like a good friend, that you've hurt someone's feelings. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. That's, that's a big piece. And I didn't, I didn't truly, I said, didn't see it. I just thought I was being mean, but yeah, you're right. It's the good friend part that. It's a good friend part. And that's a strong story for you that you've carried for Mm -hmm. most of your life that you're working through right now. And yeah, listen, my husband, like half the time when I'm doing different things and healing modalities and I go like, I just feel, and he'll be like, I can just tell he wants to roll his eyes and be like, oh my God, what are you going through now? Like what now? So I get when your friend goes, I don't understand. It's like, well, it's not my job to explain everything to you. And if you don't understand, you don't understand. But here's what I will tell you. I love you. I'd love to come for a night. And then I'm heading home. And what you got to work through is your own guilt right now. This is about you working yeah. through your own guilt. Okay. Listen, it takes a lot of courage to be an empowered woman. Because we oh, have to do ever. things oh and God. say things and say no and have boundaries and say, when you, I feel... Would you be willing? If not, there'll be consequences. We start having to have these really, these conversations we've never been taught from the time we were born as women, as little girls living in patriarchy. We were taught to put other people's needs first. We're taught to be a people pleaser. We're taught to be kind, nice, 
nice. That's what it is. Nice. We're always taught like, just be nice. Well, I can't always be nice. Some things I don't want to be nice. I don't, I don't want to do that. It's it for me to be authentic to myself. I've got to tell the truth. And the truth is, this is what I'm feeling. This is what would work for me. All of this takes a lot of courage. So Catherine, what would courage have you do? Well, it's going to be me getting over this trigger that I have and own it. Yeah. yeah. Own it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not always Whatever a good friend. Feeling, I can feel the shift on the, uh, oh, okay, that makes sense. So I, I'll i do the work. I know it. This tonight's going to be, you know, I'm going to tell my family I need me time and I'm going to work through it tonight. Yay. So. Awesome. Here's the thing I want all of us to know is that we're not... We're, when we are, Catherine is new to my world. Catherine is new to this. So Catherine has been doing a lot of deep healing over the last month, two months, three months. And I think sometimes when we're first new to this and then we say, I'm going to take a night by myself. Well, the truth is you're, you're going to want to do that for the rest of your life is take a night by yourself. Whether you're doing deep trigger work or you just want to have a bath and paint your nails and watch a silly show and have no one bug you. Like, this is the other thing about being an empowered woman. We need time alone. We need time to ourselves. We need time to not talk. We need time to not have to fix, do, be, become, answer. We need time that we can just be in our own creative juices and energy and thoughts. And so, um, but so we don't always have to say like, I'm going to take the night off and do deep healing work, but you are actually in a deep healing process right now. The one thing I want to say, especially someone listening, maybe for the first time is, we really do at some point empty out all the old triggers and traumas. And so we're not constantly having to do this work. Like there was a time where I had to journal every, I still love journaling. That's the truth. I love journaling because that allows me to talk to myself. That's really what my journals are. It's not me just talking about, it's not a diary like I had when I was, let's say 12 and I'd write, this is what I did today. It, it was more, more for me now is I'm, I'm talking to my my higher self and my higher self is talking back to me. I can actually ask myself the questions I just asked you. What's really going on? And my higher self or my wounded self writes back to my higher self. It's like, for me, it's this amazing opportunity to do so much of this healing work in a quick, efficient, fast, private way. But we're not always in a state of healing like I just do want you to know that there will come a point where you're like I'm just feeling really good and you'll just be chugging along feeling good for a while and then boom something will come up but the great news is that you will have this toolkit now this emotional toolkit that you can deal with stuff so much faster you have steps or processes or journaling or a mentorship coaching call or calling in to chat with Crystal or um, just knowing how to do it. So something that might have kept you stuck for weeks or even months, you might be able to work through in a day or a few hours. And something that might have kept you stuck for a weekend might only keep keep you feeling really stuck for 20 minutes. It's not that we become impenetrable. It's not that we are no longer human and that we don't still full feel the full range of emotions. Is that we can recognize quickly like, oh my God, I'm feeling guilty. Well, guilt resonates really down here really low. So what is it that I did or didn't do that I wish I could change? And then I move through it. Who do I blame? And then what do I need to grieve? You did a grieving right, right with us all. You literally moved through mm-hmm. guilt. You moved through your, into your grieving. You started to grieve. You moved into your fear, the trigger. I'm a bad friend. I'm a bad friend. I'm a bad friend. I'm a bad friend. Still something will shift and then you'll be like, okay, but what about me? What about my life? What about what I want to do? And then all of a sudden you start shifting up into like the courage to be like, okay, it's not going to be always easy to tell people no, or I have to make decisions or put myself first or, or have to cancel plans on someone or have to, but I got to do what I got to do so that I can be happy and have a good life. And I'm not going to please everybody all the time. Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. Yay. All right. Well, listen, let me grab my. I'm so glad I, I kept my hand up. Thank you so much, Crystal. That was easy. Yay. Everyone's <laughs> got to buy the red and the red button that says easy uh, because that's what I like to do. Ah. 
That was easy. Yep, that was easy. All right, Catherine, thanks for calling in today. Of course, Alka, thanks for calling in today. We could never do these conversations if I didn't have courageous women who called in, put their hand up. So I just want to tell you how grateful I am to you, Alka, how grateful I am to you, Catherine, Ellen, Sabrina, Amber, everyone else who's on the line today. Thank you so much for calling in because we wouldn't have a chat with Krista without you. And I really do, if you can't tell, I love doing what I do. And imagine, I get to do this every week with clients. I get off the phone. Uh, I've just been paid good money. And I get off the phone, I go, oh my God, I feel amazing. That was awesome. I, I can feel the shift in her. I feel great. And I think, I just got paid to do this. So if you would like to learn more about this empowerment coaching process, because it really is a framework, we're not just winging it. There's a real framework for you to learn. Come find us, www.swatinstitute.com. Uh, and again, I was mentioning at the top of the hour that we have a webinar. I have a webinar coming up on August 21st. Uh, at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, that's New York time, Toronto time, on a Saturday morning. So I did that on that time so that it wouldn't be too late for people in, in Europe and in Germany and the UK. And hopefully a Saturday morning we can grab our coffee together and we can have a great Zoom conversation. It's about energy, emotions, and empowerment. Uh, the URL is www.swatinstitute.com forward slash energy dash webinar. You can sign up and you'll get the Zoom room call in details. It should be on the website as well. So www.swatinstitute.com. Thanks so much. Of course, my name is Crystal. And uh, just remember, empowerment equals choice. And when you don't think you have a choice, you're disempowering yourself. You always have a choice how you're going to show up, how you're going to see things, the perspective that you're taking. And if you need help, which we all do, we offer free mentorship coaching to any woman living anywhere in the world. There's no gimmicks. There's no upsells. There's, it's no cost. It's truly a win-win give back for our students who are getting ready to graduate. They coach you. You get to feel amazing. They get to feel amazing. Uh, and this is how we support one woman at a time. Thanks so much. And I'll be back uh, September. Wow, September. Holy Okay, I was just going to say, wait for the beep. I guess I don't need to say that. I can keep talking. No, I'm not. Bye for now. Thank you for joining us today on Chat with Crystal, empowerment coaching and conversations with real women from around the world. Of course, my name is Crystal Andrus Morissette, and it's been my honor to spend this time with you. If you'd like to be a guest on the show to get the coaching that you need, please visit www.swatinstitute.com. And remember, empowerment equals choice. It's always up to you.